8.36 now on the Monday edition of Jacksonville's Morning News. As we have an 8 on the weather meter, we're in for a really nice start to the week. It looks like our best chance at seeing heavy rain, which we need. We're at a deficit, especially at the beaches. Looks like that's going to happen tomorrow as we get back into the low 90s. Well, it's one of our top stories today. A pension deal may be on the verge of actually happening in Jacksonville, May. City Council set to vote tomorrow on a compromise plan. It would also need the backing of the Police and Fire Pension Fund. Big unanswered question remains how the city's portion, how it's paid at $350 million toward the pension obligation over the next 13 years. That's still got to be worked out. But to see it happen before Mayor Brown leaves office, I would imagine would be a signature achievement for the mayor who joins me live in studio right now. Do you think the votes are there first off? Well, you know, this has been a top priority uh, from day one uh, since I've been in office and uh, been working on it for four years. And I'm optimistic about it, you know, working with uh, council member Bill Gulliford, uh, working with the Police and Fire Pension Fund Board. Uh, you know, so I'm optimistic about it. Working with Gulliford, I mean, that how did that come together? Because he was one of your chief critics of the plan when it first came up. What was happening behind the scenes in terms of conversations to actually have him be the leader, if you will, of the council on getting this uh, well, up to a vote? Yeah, you know, uh, Councilman Gulliford, like uh, many of the other council members, always had some issues. And I think the key is the art of compromise, the ability to work together to do what's best for the city of Jacksonville. And he gets that. Do you have any reservations at all from the legal standpoint? We've already seen another lawsuit that's been raised as a result of this with council and police and fire pension fund. How big of a concern is that, that ultimately this thing ends up back in the courts once again? Well, you know, uh, I'm very optimistic that we won't have that problem. I think the key is working together. Bill Shy, who led the task force, uh, pension board task force, uh, along with uh, working with the police and fire pension fund uh, and working with city council with all of us having a shared vision for uh, what's best for Jacksonville. I think we're not going to have a lawsuit. I'm optimistic about that. So if you had like general counsel clarify for you, hey, everything that has happened so far is above board? Yeah. I mean, we it's in the sunshine uh, and everyone has been uh, focused on it, making sure that uh, we don't have any challenges and issues. Obviously, uh, concerned taxpayers uh, wanted an injunction, and the judge said uh, we can continue to move forward. So the vote happens tomorrow, and then obviously the next question becomes the city's portion, the obligation, some three hundred plus million dollars over fifteen years. I know ultimately that's going to be something that the incoming mayor, Mayor Elect um, Lenny Curry, will be tackling with the city council. You had the idea around JEA um, that there would be a funding mechanism there. Have you and Mr. Curry had conversations about carrying that forward? Where where does that stand? Because that's the big unfunded thing for those of us here as taxpayers wondering, okay, we got a deal, but we're still going to have to pay for it. How? So I. I think, you know, obviously I support the plan that was approved by both uh, committees, uh, Rules and Finance Committee, that's going to move forward. There are going to be many, there are going to be options on uh, making sure that there's a funding source. There's uh, So when this plan, the first thing is to get this plan passed, and I think we'll have an option, some options to have a funding source. You know, I still like the idea that uh, that was been fully vetted uh, by uh, JEA. Um, you know, he had three business guys who came up with an idea to solve the funding, unfunded liability problem once and for all, to accelerate it and move it up front. And so you'll, they'll have that discussion and debate. One of the uh, discussion items, Mayor, that's been brought up was the idea of a sales tax increase, which you have been adamant all along that you would not support as mayor. As the outgoing mayor, if that happens, do you look back on this and reflect and say, you know what, this is still a big accomplishment for the city long term? I'm okay having my name kind of associated with that, even though it wasn't something that you ever supported forcefully uh, up front. 
Well, here's what I'm excited about. I, I, you know, I said from day one I would never shy away from the tough issues. Uh, I came in uh, after listening to people, voters, uh, uh, my first, uh, you know, in four years, and I'm tackling an issue that no mayor has taken on in their first term. So pension is a tough issue, uh, and I'm very happy that, you know, I kept my promises by focusing on what, what's important to Jacksonville. And so having this plan, if it, God will uh, pass on Tuesday, would be great. If you had one piece of advice that you've maybe already offered to Lenny Curry behind the scenes, and maybe you haven't, I'm not sure how many times you all have engaged in conversation, about solving this issue and what can be done about it, what is that? What would that look like? Well, you know, I, I think the key is do what's best for Jacksonville. Um, this, this, I think it's going to be solved. I think, you know, I'm optimistic it'll be voted on on Tuesday, and then the next step is a funding source. You know, my team is working with uh, uh, Curry's team on a transition team. I had a chance to meet with, uh, uh, you know, Mayor-elect Curry and Tom Petway, and uh, we had a great conversation. And uh, he said it himself that uh, he's spoken with Gulliford and myself, and he wants this uh, passed. He wants this done. So I think I think the team is working together on a transition. Uh, and then when it comes to the budget, you know, look, uh, the city's headed in the right direction. A property appraiser came out uh, last week and said, you know, we're going to have more revenues to the tune of an additional $22 million uh, conservatively. So city's going in the right direction, more revenue, more jobs. Forbes just named us last week as one of the top five cities if you're looking for a job. We're, we're now, we move from 14 to 12 in terms of, uh, you know, large cities in the country. So things are going great. The private sector is the engine of our community, not government. I've always made a commitment to make government more effective and efficient. And so I think, you know, we got to let the free enterprise take care of itself, create more jobs, position Jacksonville, continue to compete in the global economy. Because at the end of the day, when I ran for office and I got elected, the number one thing people said, Mayor, I need a job. I want to take care of my family, put food on the table. I want to keep my house you know, when I came in, remember, Rich, the unemployment was almost 12 percent. Uh, people were losing their homes, their jobs. We were in a tough economy. And in spite of that, we were able to really live within our means, uh, balance every budget without raising taxes. And we set a strong foundation so companies can expand here in Jacksonville and relocate here. GE is a good example of that. 500 new uh uh, paying jobs will be coming to Jacksonville. Green Corps from from London expanding here. So I think the private sector supporting those small business and entrepreneurs, uh, and so that's why I fought really hard. Uh, and I made a promise that I wouldn't raise taxes. And I don't think you have to raise taxes to solve this problem. The plan that I presented uh, on the funding source. You don't have to raise taxes. You don't have to raise utility rates. It's a viable option, uh, and I think they're going to look at it. It would open up so many options for the next mayor-elect and for this next council over the next four years to finally have some certainty. Granted, it's not going to be a 30-year fix or anything. I think it's seven in the deal. Um, So there would be some short-term certainty, but actually some certainty to such a huge issue. Pension is usually a clunker of an issue. You don't talk about it at a party and say, hey, what's going on with pension reform in Jacksonville? But so many millions of dollars and decisions about our future ride on that bit of certainty that's involved. Is there any part of you that is a bit... Um, maybe wishing that you had that certainty for the next four years where, boy, we could keep this momentum going, that momentum going, that momentum going, where priorities that you could see handled actually handled over the next four years. Well, I'm optimistic that a lot of things we started will be finished. Uh, When you really think about it, uh, this plan will give uh, certainty in the marketplace. 
Uh, and so I'm very confident about that. I think they'll be able to build on the foundation we started, and that's why I'm working hard 12, 14 hours a day to finish up what we started, which I'm very excited about. So when you talk about, uh, you know, making sure things get done, you know, uh, I'm going to go to Washington and continue to advocate for the port. For example, when I came in the office in 2011, uh, you know, I pushed for a TAGA grant. The city applied twice and didn't make it. And I worked with Jack's Port in the business community, and we got $10 million uh, after meeting with then-Secretary Ray Mabus. I'm going to do the same thing here, focus on the port. I think that's important uh, because it has a <clears> – <throat> for JTA, uh, for transportation, which which there is a, a nexus and a strong correlation between uh, transportation and economic development, which goes to Renew Jacks. want to make sure that, um, you know, Renew Jacks is heavily supported. Uh, it's a $40 million economic development uh, strategy to focus on the most distressed neighborhoods in the in our city, and I think getting that TAGA grant will lend to that to give uh, people access to transportation and education so they can get to and from work into school. So I think that's going to happen. I think the port is a huge economic engine, uh, and I think the task force is going to be fine on that. And so focusing on the economic drivers is so important. Um, and I think when you think about the history of Jacksonville and where we come from four years ago, uh, we have a lot of momentum. And I believe that, uh, you know, they'll be able to continue to build on that momentum because at the end of the day, you want to make sure that Jacksonville can compete. There are 45 uh, projects in the pipeline that was, you know, that was talked about at Jacks uh, USA, 45 opportunities uh, in the pipeline. Is there one signature achievement that you can look to and say, I'm most proud of this? I know you really hit hard on the Brooklyn neighborhood and 220 Riverside. What a beautiful area that's growing up around there once the new Y is opened. Can't imagine how, how flourishing that area is going to be. Would that be one of them? It brings a smile to your face right now here in yeah, studio. I, I think a couple of things. Obviously, uh, keeping my promise about um, making sure that we invest in all of Jacksonville. Uh, I made downtown a, a top priority. So you now have a downtown investment authority. You have a, a board and a CEO. And if you look at downtown, we have great momentum. And it's been proven that when you invest in downtown, it impacts the whole city. So yes, you have uh, you know uh, Brooklyn area that's going strong, which impacts that whole area. Uh, you have more housing online, more jobs, uh, fresh market grocery store, that's important. You're going to have a hotel, so it's thriving. You also have the shipyard that the DIA has voted on to accept uh, the vision that Shah Khan laid out. And then you have the uh, South Side, uh, South, uh, South Bank uh, project uh, that the Healthy Town that, uh, oh, big spread yesterday in the Times Union with Peter Rummel. Whew. Absolutely. To and see so, that kind of development would be really big. So those two things are going to happen. So you got the South Bank and the North Bank. So what that says is downtown is going to continue to be a top priority, and it's a great investment, and taxpayers would get on return on that investment. So I'm happy to say, you know, on my watch, those things are, have come uh, that are moving forward. That's very, very important. I think it's very important that you continue that momentum to create jobs, uh, make Jacksonville a destination where people want to live, work, play, and raise a family. Very proud of that. Very proud of the work that we're doing with veterans. Uh, you know, I elevated met veterans to military affairs to a cabinet post, appointed uh, a two-star admiral in that position, and we've launched Job for Veterans, putting more veterans back to work focusing on making sure we eradicate homelessness among veterans because, you know, I believe mm. once you serve your country with distinction, you should be able to get out of job and take care of your family. Those things are going to happen because it's the right thing to do no matter who's 
uh, in government, no matter who the city council member is, no matter who uh, the mayor is. I think those things are sustainable. Um, uh, when it comes to economic development, you remember, Rich, I've been here many times. We had to reorganize the Office of Economic Development, had to change the whole office, went to Tallahassee, introduced legislation. They, imp- they approved it, and the governor signed it. Now we have a strong uh, foundation on economic development and creating jobs, working with uh, Governor Rick Scott. That's going to continue to happen, um, making sure we put Jacksonville's first when it comes to jobs. We're going to talk a lot about public safety, about trust in government and police, and what programs can actually happen and continue to happen over the course of the next several years in Jacksonville to try to turn things around on the streets of Jacksonville and make some of those neighborhoods that have not been safer. Mayor Alvin Brown joins us on Jacksonville's Morning News. 8.53 on the Monday edition of Jacksonville's Morning News. I'm joined live in studio by Mayor Alvin Brown with a handful of weeks left before the transition takes place. And Mayor-elect Lenny Curry takes over, you know, on the campaign trail over the course of uh, the spring when we were starting to see the numbers increase in terms of crime um, and gang activity, uh, you were pretty vocal. I I hadn't heard this sort of um, tone in your voice in some time about, uh, if you will, maybe an anger that more isn't being done in the community to try to get at these kids and try to steer them toward more positive futures for themselves. You You continue to tell the story about being raised by your pastor and not by your father. As we talk about momentum and keeping the momentum going, what programs are in place right now in Jacksonville that need to continue to see funding and volunteering to ensure that we can turn this crime rate around and actually start to see Jacksonville be a model for a safe city? Sure. You know, Rich, I was always passionate about uh, dealing with the causes of, of crime before I became mayor. You know, I chaired the families of slain children that dealt with victims of crime. So very passionate about it. You know, I, uh, I think the key is continue to focus on investing uh, in our community, making sure that, uh, you know, you invest in young people, being proactive. And, and, you know, that's why I've launched the Mayor's Mentors. You know, we have 600 mentors in the school system mentoring young people. Uh, my Learn to Earn exposing young people to the possibility of going to college by literally living on a college campus, uh, having a summer job, learning and earning, which teaches them accountability, responsibility, and then continue to expanding on all the programs that we have right now that are new programs, our Urban Park Initiative, our Summer Night Lights, which we expanded on from the previous administration. All those things give young people an opportunity. Uh, the Urban Park Initiative, we started a couple of years ago with uh, supervised adults, caring adults to focus on young people. We now are going to have 22 sites, and that was all sponsored by the private sector. Uh, Steve Patrick and others put up the money to do that. Uh, And you're going to, you know, so the Youth Advisory Council, giving young people something to do, partnering with uh, the private sector. So summer jobs, more summer jobs for young people, keeping them off the street, allowing them to earn some money, get that work experience, Uh, And really make sure that you're investing in the future. You know, uh, the city can't do it alone. It takes all of us working together. So working with the state, working with the the city, working with the nonprofit community who's a partner in all of this, uh, United Way, uh, 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 Boys and Girls Club, uh, all of these organizations have great programs. And working with the faith-based community, they have summer camps, which I'm very proud of. So the Children's Commission really getting out there, reaching reaching uh, those individuals who really uh, we need to target. I think that that public-private partnership 
working with the faith-based community, all these stakeholders are very important. In addition to that, in addition to that, you know, I've been working with the Justice Department, asking them for more resources to help us deal with the gang violence. Uh, We met with the Justice Department gang uh, unit uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, so they've committed uh, to help us with some experts, bring a team of people to really deal with these issues. Uh, because do they put them in schools? Maybe next year when the fall, or, well, I or think is it just going to be summertime? a lot of best best practices out there? Because we're working with the National League of City, the U.S. Conference of Mayors, uh, and the Justice Department as we speak. We've had several great meetings with them, and there are some best practices out there to focus on prevention and intervention. Uh, I think it's you got to take a comprehensive, holistic approach. You know, criminals are developed all, over a long period of time of the causes of crime. You know. Uh, object poverty, uh, p- poor education, uh, broken home, all those things are, are you got to look at and, and deal with. Uh, it just doesn't happen overnight. So giving young people an opportunity to be in a positive environment, caring adults, it really takes the whole community uh, to be successful. And we all want to live in a safe community. Mayor Brown, as we wrap up, um, last four years, single greatest accomplishment as you look back, and what's what's the future look like for you and your family? You're going to stay in Jacksonville, obviously. Well, I'm, I'm going ta- to work hard for the next uh, several weeks, and then I'm going to take some time off with the family in July. Listen, I, I feel bad right now just thinking about it because I miss my boy's spring break. So, you know, for someone who uh, didn't grow up with a dad, I, I'm trying to make sure I, I be the best father I can for my for my boys. Uh, and so I'm going to focus on that. And uh, I'm excited about the future. You know, I think uh, when you think about it uh, over the last four years, I'm very humbled and honored to be the mayor of this great city. And, you know, I thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for blessing me to be the mayor of Jacksonville. God has given me a tremendous opportunity to lead this city for four years to really put it on the right direction, take it to the next level. And we've accomplished a lot from sports and entertainment to education, appointing the first commission of education in the history of our city to close the education gap, to make sure that the next generation of young people can reach their God-given potential. You know, Nehemiah, in the book, in the Bible, it talks about Nehemiah uh, rebuilding uh, in 52 days. God gave him 52 days. He did it in 52 days. And God gave me uh, four years, and I'm very humbled and honored by that. And I just thank God for, for allowing me to be the mayor for four years. You know, I didn't have to sell my soul to the devil uh, to be here. And, I, and I'm leaving with a great conscience, knowing that Jacksonville is going in the right direction. This city is doing extremely well. We're positioned from military affairs to education to the port, uh, you name it. Uh, I've kept all my promises. A lot of people may have agreed with me on those promises, but I thank God I, I was true to my core values and who I am as not only as a father and a husband, but as a child of the kingdom of God. Thank you for uh, the time. Thanks for your uh, leadership over the last four years, and thanks for coming in. Do appreciate it. You know, it's it's you know, WOKV is a place to be, Rich. <laughs> Rich Jones, you know I love you, man. Best love of luck WOKV. To you. Spring is in full bloom. Are your finances? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can build credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments, all with no annual fees or interest. With Chime's Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com slash build. That's Chime.com slash build. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details.